Welcome to Destination CPA, an original podcast series produced by the Texas Society of CPAs. I'm Jody Ann Ray, President and CEO of TXCPA, and pleased to have the opportunity to serve as your podcast host. Today, I am so excited to welcome to the program Bimpe McMillan, CPA. Welcome to the podcast, Bimpe. Thank you, Jody Ann. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. It's so great to talk to you. So to get us started, Bimpe, let's tell everybody a little bit about you. So first, tell us about your current role. So currently, I work for the AICPA, that's the Association for International Certified Professional Accountants, and I'm a senior manager with the Governmental Audit Quality Center. I'm actually a senior manager for the governmental auditing and accounting section. So I do a lot of advocacy work, working with federal agencies to basically improve the quality of governmental audits in the United States in general. Amazing. Highly technical role and so important to the work of the profession. And for those of you that don't know, Bimbe and I know each other really well. Bimbe was a technical reviewer on our peer review team. And so although we miss her greatly, we're super excited about her current role and all she's contributing. So Bimbe, tell us maybe a little bit about how you decided to even choose accounting in the first place and become a CPA. So let me go way, a little bit way back in that. So I was born and raised in Nigeria. Nigeria is a wonderful, beautiful country in West Africa. And so growing up in a country like Nigeria, our parents ingrained in us the importance of having a highly professional degree. With that said, my father is a medical doctor. My mom was a forensic accountant. I had options and the options I had were five. I was either supposed to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, a computer scientist or an engineer. And you might want to be a doctor because my dad gave me the opportunity to see what he does as a doctor. And I just was not into that. But just watching my mother thrive in her profession as a forensic accountant, she got so much commendation from working with the government, which is where my love for government accounting comes into play. Just watching her thrive in her role as a government official, that drew me to accounting. And so when I was in the 10th grade, which is how the system back home works, from the 10th grade, it made to make a choice. Do you want to go into the sciences or do you want to go into the business or do you want to go into the arts? And you have to make a decision right there and then. And so at that point, I knew that I wanted to be an accountant just because been to my mom's place of work. I just saw that network she kept having with people and she knew everybody. And so it's like, oh, a friend of mine comes to me, hey, do you know anyone that could do X, Y, Z? Oh, no, my mom got you, you know, because she just knew people who could do a lot of things from her connection being an accountant. And so from the 10th grade, I started taking accounting classes and just did that all the way through. So in college, I took accounting, I did a diploma in accounting. And then I came over to Abilene Christian University to do my master's degree in accounting. And so let's just say I've been an accountant all my life. So it just was, I was basically made for accounting in general. Yeah. You had an amazing strong role model. And that's one of the things that we talk about a lot when we talk about the pipeline and recruiting people is how important those role models or seeing people in those roles and understanding what those roles could look like. Correct. Yeah. And she was... An amazing role model. And it wasn't just her. She introduced me to a lot of people in her network. So a lot of people asked me this question. How did you find out about Abilene Christian University? Her friend, who is also a chartered accountant, which is the equivalent of a CPA, but in Nigeria, worked in Pricewaterhouse, where my mom also worked and gained her experience as an accountant. And he knew about ACU because his son is also an accountant who graduated from Abilene Christian. And he had a relationship 
with the international advisors at Evelyn Christian. And so he told me, hey, if you're going to do a master's degree in accounting, I know these people and, and I'm, I know the program. The program is a very well-rounded program. I think you would thrive in here. And that's how I found Abilene Christian University, through my mom's connection with him. Yeah. Amazing. So spending time developing those connections, so important. So tell us a fun fact about you outside of your work, Bimpe. I am a dancer. I actually was a choreographer for over 10 years. And so I performed at concerts, believe it or not. <laughs> and I still do dance. I still dance, still dates. I just, I joined like a mom's dance group. I don't do that as much anymore, but... Every opportunity I find to either salsa dance or dance hip hop, I'm, I'm always dancing. So that's like one of my biggest hobbies. And it's funny because my daughter has taken an interest in dance. She actually goes to dance classes as well. Outside of dance, I love travel. So I have this goal of visiting all countries in the world. Probably a very lofty goal, but I'm at 14 countries so far and counting. I have that goal too. So maybe I will go with you. Sure, let's do it. All right. So what we're all about here, Bimbe, is trying to really provide some advice, guidance, motivation to students and candidates who are pursuing accounting and hopefully CPA licensure. So let's talk about a couple of things related to that, because I know you speak often to students. You're passionate about it. And we so appreciate the leadership that you provide in that area. What are some of the key pieces of advice that you share to help students understand what accounting can provide and why they might consider pursuing a CPA license. So every time I go for a speaking engagement, I ask people, do you know who a CPA is? And almost everyone doesn't know who a CPA is. Or I ask them, hey, what do you want to be in future? And the common answer I've been getting lately is a TikTok influencer, which is all great and good, but is it really sustainable? And so that's where I come in to talk about the benefits of a profession like accounting. Number one, stability. Our world is so volatile right now. Things are changing constantly. We're not sure about the economy sometimes. But one thing that I know for sure is accounting as a profession is very stable. Let's even go back to the pandemic. CPAs were in high demand during the pandemic because the government issued all of this funding to help with the pandemic relief efforts. And a lot of companies received money and it required them to have an audit. And so who do they look up to get that done for them? CPAs. So during the pandemic, while a lot of people were losing their jobs, well, CPAs were in high demand. So there's just a lot of stability in the profession. And that's what I try to tell them. If you want something that is secure, safe, with high job security, accounting is one of the best professions you could pick for that because people are always going to need an accountant for sure. Also work-life balance. Right now I work from home remotely. And accounting has just given me the opportunity to have more flexibility. I remember my role with the TXCPA. I worked in the hybrid role. I, ha I just had time for my family outside of just working. And so a lot of people talk about work-life balance. Accounting gives you the best of both worlds. You're able to pursue whatever hobbies you have. You're able to pursue whatever goals and dreams you have while still maintaining a stable profession and a stable income, which is needed to maintain a family. There's also a variety in the kind of work you can do. If you're into the NBA or you love basketball or the NFL, you can work as an accountant in these organizations. I remember applying to the Warriors organization where Steph Curry plays because I am so obsessed with the Warriors as a team. 
And I was like, let me look and see if they actually have the role in there. And I saw that they had a, an accountant role available because how else are they going to manage all the ticket sales that they have and the salaries they pay their athletes? So no matter what industry you like, so say you're, you love dancing, you can work for the cheerleaders association, like the Cowboys Cheerleaders Association. If you're interested in the fashion or the entertainment industry, a lot of these big brands have an accounting department. So a lot of people feel like, oh, it's a boring profession. No, it's not because every industry needs an accountant. So just figure out where your passions are and you can go work as an accountant in those roles. So I just like the variety that a profession provides. You could even work for the FBI as a forensic accountant if you wanted to go into crime investigations. Also, I love the influence that my profession has provided me to be able to network and make connections. I think that's the biggest piece of being an accountant. It's the networking me. It's the people you get to meet. Just even in my personal life, I've had organizations at church who were like, oh, hey, we need an audit done to be able to get grants to do X, Y, Z. And I was able to find someone within my accounting network to help them do their audits. You know, so just the connections I've been able to make by being an accountant has been very valuable in just maintaining my professional growth. So the benefits are endless. Let's put it that way. And I didn't know you were a Warriors fan, so I learned something new today. Yes, go Warriors. It's a big path to get to licensure. But what are some of the things that you might want to share about what were great resources or tools that were really helpful to you on your journey? So I didn't have the traditional story of I passed all four parts at first try. And I know the CPA evolution has happened and now it's a little different. It's still four parts, but then you have the options of three others that you can pick from. So I didn't have that traditional story of I passed everything at first try right outside of college. It took me five years to pass the CPA. The fact that I was coming from a different country that had a totally different set of accounting rules and I was trying to adjust to a new culture and a new work environment, a lot of that accumulated into making it take a long time for me to pass the exam. So what helped me, and I'm sure there are a lot of you out there too that you haven't been able to pass everything at first go, don't get discouraged. I know this is cliche that if I can do it, y'all can, but I had everything up against me. I was working a full-time job. I just had my first child. And that's eventually when I finally passed the exam. So some of the tools that I use were study partners and then accountability partners. I have a very good friend, Portia, sending her a little shout out, who was my study partner the entire time that I was taking the CPA. And so like when I was discouraged, she would hold me accountable and be like, hey, have you studying today? Okay, let, let's practice some questions together. And I would say that kept me grounded because when I was getting my certificate in Austin, who was getting her certificate with me? Portia. So we went through this whole phase together. So finding an accountability partner or a peer who is like in the same life stage as you, that helps a lot. I use a study plan and I stuck to it. Because of how long it took me to pass the exam, I was one of those who tried every course available. So I used Becker, I used Roger, I used Wiley. And what I found is that Becker was perfect for when I was just done with my master's degree, when I was fresh out of college. Becker was perfect. When I got into the workforce, I found that I needed to change my strategy a little bit because I didn't have the time to get a lot done. And so what was working during that period was Wiley supplementing with another 71. I'm sure a lot of you in the CPA community have heard of another 71. So I use a lot of his notes and a test bank. He really emphasized the importance of using a test bank. And so I solved a lot of multiple choice questions like over and over and over again. And I think that's what helped me actually skill through and pass one of my hardest sections, which was the FAR section. Far. 
I also use a lot of flashcards. I joined online forums. I you know some people might frown on online forums, but it was just good to see that I wasn't alone in this and other people were also struggling or other people were dealing with a lack of a social life. Like everyone is going out to have fun, but you have to stay home and study. So it was good to see that there were other people who were in my shoes and seeing them like pass and finally get their certificate kept me encouraged. So I was a big fan of joining those online forums. When I was like looking for my place of work, while I was out of school, I was basically targeting companies that offered bonuses if I passed the exam, because that kind of also kept me grounded because I knew that, okay, if I pass this exam, I'm going to get this bonus or companies that did pay for your CPA courses. So I was very strategic about things. So all of that, I think, helped me climb over that home and finally pass my CPA exam. But some really great strategies and tips that you have in there, Bimpe. One, make sure that you don't do this in isolation, no. that you surround yourself with support. Correct. That's super important. That it's okay to adjust your strategy and your preparation. Yes. And find some things that motivate you. What are some milestones and some motivations? Exactly. And for me, that that final motivation was having my son. And he was about to turn one. And I was losing so much time with him because it's, I can't play with you right now because I need to study because I have an exam coming up. And so he was like my ultimate final motivation to say, okay, if I really want to spend time with this boy, I can't keep doing this. And the year he turned one was the year I finally passed the exam. That's a pretty good motivator right there, I'll tell you. So, Bimbe, February is Black History Month, and it's no secret that the profession is not as diverse as it needs to be. And if you'll indulge me, I'll just throw out a couple of stats because we like stats. The data from the AICPA Trends Report shows that only 2% of CPAs and 1% of CPA firm partners are African-American. So we definitely have a diversity issue in the profession. And I like to think that we have a lot of smart people who care about this, that are working hard to make sure that we change that. But what are your thoughts on this important issue? And how do you see what the profession should be focused on to increase these numbers and help more students connect with and choose accounting profession? Yeah, the, the statistics are really low and they're troubling, definitely. I remember going on my speaking engagement and I would see the look of African-American students when they saw me come in. It's almost, oh, wait, there are Black people in the accounting profession. And so that melted in my heart that they were able to see themselves. And so for me, that was a number one selling point. So I would say having more Black people go into the community to go talk about the profession and the benefits of the profession is very necessary because a lot of them would come up to me afterwards and ask questions. Okay, so what did you do differently? How is the workplace for you? Do you experience any adversities when you're in the workplace and all? And so just trying to take away a lot of the misconceptions of accounting in general was able to like, I was able to ease their fears that look, there's a place for all of us in here. And there's like a lot of untapped potential that we're not using up. So Here's your opportunity to be a driving force in the profession. So some of the points I think I'll offer is we need to highlight more of the successful Black leaders in the profession because there's a lot of them. We don't really see them a lot out there, but they're there. So highlighting it, even in the, within the TXCP, I can think of Lara Akimboye, who is a chapter leader and all, showing a lot of these people and showing those faces would help people see that, oh, hey, there are people like me in here. So I do have a place in, in the profession. Also conveying the opportunities that 
accounting and being a CPA opens up for individuals and families. Personally, for me, I've talked about flexibility, the quality of life, your earning potential is really great in the profession. Everyone talks about the six-figure salary, six-figure salary. The accounting profession provides that to you. Also, like just tools to be able to just manage your life in general. So for me personally, learned a lot about financial planning. I do the family budget and my knowledge of accounting has helped me do our family budget even better. I don't have to go outside to find a tax accountant to do my taxes for me. And even though I'm not personally a tax accountant, I'm, I'm more of an auditor. I understand taxes enough to be able to file my family taxes without having to go outside to get it done. So that's basically cutting a lot of costs for us trying to find someone to get our taxes done. So it gives you the knowledge to be able to just manage finances in general. I'll also recommend continuing targeted recruiting at the grassroots level. So middle school and high school. Like I said, it was surprising that when I came here, you didn't have to like, you could be in college and be undecided. That was a straight concept to me because I had to decide my profession from 10th grade. So I feel like we're missing out on the younger ones. I know we're all, we're trying to capture them at the college level, but we need to go a little bit backwards and probably even look into the elementary school level, but at least at a minimum, the middle school level, trying to emphasize that importance of the profession as a whole and what it provides to you. I think that targeted recruiting will help a lot. And also consider a potential partnership with NABA. NABA is the National Association for Black Accountants, and they're set up to basically provide resources to Black accountants in general and help more Black people join the profession by doing like summer internship programs or like intensive programs where they get to shadow an accountant for a day or they get to experience a college setting to see what it's like to study accounting which is actually a really great thing because how else would you know if you like it or not if you haven't even tried it? So there's a whole variety of things you can do. And I think programs like that or a partnership of that kind would help attract more students or African-American students too into the profession. Camps, summer camps, where a lot of times I see kids during the summer not having a lot of things to do, which was not my experience growing up back home during summers. I worked at a bank, you know, so my mom, I remember, got me a job at a bank as a teller. And back then, that was a pretty neat position to have, you know. So basically, I did a lot of customer service. And that's where I gained a lot of my customer service skills. It was helping people check their account balances because we didn't have mobile phones right then to check your balances online. So I worked at a major bank in Nigeria during my summers. And that was all added up to how I was making my decision on saying, yes, I want to be an accountant. So offering programs like that to students and giving them those opportunities, I think would see more accidents want to join the profession. And then another thing I thought about was partnership with HBC. What better way to get to Black students than going to a historically Black college? Making companies go there as well to talk to them about the profession, highlight the importance of what the profession can do for you as an individual. All of that would help meeting them at that level. I met a lot of students who said, oh, yeah, no, we didn't really have a lot of people come over to my college. I didn't really hear a lot about accounting, but they had other STEM companies come over like the Googles and the Facebooks and all. So we need to put a footprint in those spaces as well. And that way we can actually increase the pipeline and probably increase those percentages a little bit more. But there's a lot. There's, I think there's just a lot of benefit for people in this profession. I love all those strategies that you provided. I think we need to grow the pipeline overall, but I think if we don't continue to make progress in the diversity of the profession, then we're not going to be able to serve the public the way we need to. So really important. 
I'm just curious about what you might say about the employment experience and a message, if any, to what that work experience for people coming into the profession needs to look at and what employers might need to think about. I just wanted to know what you might share about that. I'll say have an open mind. Don't go into the workforce with a closed mind. Keep your mind open. Are there going to be obstacles? Yeah. Are there going to be times where you would feel like you're being overlooked or your voice is not being heard or you don't have a seat at the table? Yeah. Those periods come, but don't let that discourage you. Because I think about my career in general, and if I had let that discourage me, I don't think I'll be where I am today as a senior manager. I, I think I'll have stifled my career a lot. And who better did I learn that from than my mom, who faced a lot of adversity being an accountant. We grew up in a society that is largely patriarchal, and she had a very hyperful role as an accountant in Nigeria. And a lot of men, they like seeing her in positions of authority. And that led to her losing the job at some point. And also she's faced adversity. But if she had given up and said, you know what? Many accounting is not for me because it's a real dominated career. She wouldn't have been the permanent secretary, which is a, say that as like the Texas Comptroller of Public Account. That was like the role she had in the state that I grew up in. And so just seeing her resilience in the face of adversity, the things that she faced in the workplace, and just watching her not give up, but that just propelled her to even want to be better and prove to everyone that, look, I have what it takes. And it got to the stage where everyone was coming to her, both male and female, high and low, who, whoever, hey, come help us do this research to help us recover lost funds or something. So I feel like I got a lot of inspiration from her to where when I was in the workplace, no matter what I faced, I didn't let that deter me. I'm not going to sit there and say it's all rainbows and unicorns in the workplace. No, it's not. You're going to face adversity. You're going to face pushback. You're going to make a point or make a suggestion. It's going to be overlooked or turned down. It's okay. Take that loss, but don't let that stop you from even even higher. Don't let that stop you from going back into the drawing board and making your voice heard in whatever way that you can, in a professional manner, if that makes sense. So be very resilient and don't give up. I'm so glad you shared that. It's so important. And I love when you've shared some of those stories about your mom, because I just completely find it so inspirational. One last question for you. What do you think CPAs need to be focused on for the future? And what can CPAs start preparing for now? Because these are the things that students are really going to start to be tapping into to be most valuable in the workplace. Technology. Oh, my goodness. I can't overemphasize the importance of technology. We now have AI. We have the chat GPT. And we have all the, the Bing AI tools that have come into the accounting space. And there's the fear that AI is taking over people's jobs. And so those who are probably involved in some kind of data entry, AI can be programmed to get a lot of those things done faster and more efficiently. I see from the opposite side, I feel like AI is a big advantage for us in the accounting space because it gives you the opportunity to focus on more important decision-making processes. So all the neat and gritty grunt work can be eliminated through AI, and that way you can focus on truly adding value to your client. And hence why I said there's a lot of stability in this profession because you're able to make more important decisions. So I think from the college level, we need to start emphasizing technology courses as well as data analytics. Just being able to manipulate data to help it produce the results you want to see, it can 
make you more efficient in your journal entries. It can make you more efficient in your general ledger recordings. It can make you more efficient in audits in general. So a lot of the prepared by client documents that we get that requires a lot of manual analysis sometimes with AI, a lot of this could be analyzed so quickly, including adding data, data analytic tools like ACL. A lot of this could be manipulated easily and that way you find yourself focusing more on finding driven opportunities as well as not finding yourself in the nitty-gritty broad work that usually makes work less efficient. So yeah, technology, data analytics, I think we need more courses on that in college. So that way when the new graduates come into the workforce, they're not stumped. They're not struggling on how to figure out how PDS work or how Excel works or how to do video cups and things of that nature. All of that is what I use in my workplace on a daily basis. So I you need to be able to keep up with the technological trends that we're seeing right now. So yeah, that's a big advice I would offer to students. Get your technology knowledge up to speed. Bimpe, you have shared so many great insights and I appreciate you sharing your story with us today. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so glad to be here. I'm always glad to champion the profession. It's something that speaks to my heart. One of the fulfilling aspects of my career. So I'm always looking for opportunities to tell more people, join us. There's a lot of room for us in accounting. And we so appreciate all the volunteer things that you do. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of Destination CPA. Join us each month as we continue our conversation with leading voices across the profession, sharing insights and navigation tips for those on the path to the CPA license. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For more information about the Texas Society of CPAs, visit us online at tx.cpa. Thanks for listening.